Tolerance versus freedom. What does that mean? How does it feel to be an Asian man in 2019 coming up here? Would you tolerate the same stuff from 2018? Would you tolerate the same thing that been annoying you ever since you realized that there is no such thing? As just being American when you were born as an Asian descendant. Because the expectation is different of you. You don't have the same white privileges. You just have a little bit more privileges than some other group. Should we be grateful for whatever we have? Or should we say, wait a minute. If I didn't have all of the equal privileges. How the heck am I supposed to tolerate that? Why is it being who I am. Make me lesser and make you more superior. Now that's kind of attitude is considered microaggressions. From the words of James Baldwin, the white man is the devil. If you never met the devil, well, religious context may explain and expresses in many different ways, but often we hear these terms coming up is most likely on the other side of the fence with our African-American brother and sisters. But with us as being Asians, it's just a very confused moment when we are being mistreated. Because it doesn't happen quite often and not enough. So why we are struggling? Our forum and our complaints may be very different. So during the movie, If Bill Street Could Speak by James Baldwin recently uh, released, there was a scene that showed two father, a father and a father-in-law sitting at the bar. Two men are poor. They do not have enough money to raise for their attorney to continue the case to get the boy out of jail. No matter what these men does, they just say that we simply too broke. That's what one man say to another, and the other man say, wait, wait, wait now. You and I would both know the hustle. I've never met a white man who didn't steal from others. In one way or another. Well, the hustle that we have, we're not stealing from them. We're just taking back what should have been ours. So these two men went back to their jobs, do what they did, you know, to come up with some extra cash. But the ending result to that story is their son still plead out because the circumstances are against them. Because here in the United States have this system where you have to prove your innocence if you are being accused. The burden of proof. Right, the burden of proof. Forget about the burden of proof. The pre-trial period. It's the real conclusion to the story. The continuations. I've seen it with my own eyes. Being a Bell's bondsman in the back that courtroom, I've seen it. I've seen a black man will get a bell higher than an Asian white man, and and then uh, I also see circumstances where if you let a kid sit in there long enough, he'll snitch on his friend. Or he forced to testify against his friends. 
or he just simply do whatever you want him to do so this can get over with. Patience is not going to be available when you don't have any closure. So this pre-trial period that's continuing, continuing, continuing is detrimental to these folks' characters. Now let's bring it back. Patience. Being able to tolerate not being good enough, not being American enough, we need more patience. But why do we have to be patient? Let's think about that. If freedom is God-given right, should we pivot it and do what is necessary to have more of it? It's not money. It's not going to get you more freedom. So conclusively, I have a conversation with a friend who's from Ethiopia. She asked me, so how do you plan to fix this? Well, I say conclusively, after the movie, I believe the United States of America is not a great place to raise children or to have a family. I'm leaving in 10 years. Mark my word. Why am I leaving? Because I grew up in Vietnam. Even though in the communist regime and traveled 30 plus countries, I know that this country, it's not it. There's many reasons we can go in later episode, but one reason I can tell you I don't want to tolerate what's going on here any further than I have to. Is it necessary or is it significant to tolerate? Right now, it's significant, but soon enough, it's necessary for me not to deal with any of this and find a better heaven. It's not bad because the United States have a large population of whites and constantly oppress everybody else. It's just the fact that whenever you're in a society where there's a lot of people, period, anywhere on planet Earth, we cannot escape the two traits that human are relate to one another in the terms of greed and desire. You cannot eliminate those two. As long as the greed and desire mixed with a bunch of people, the frequency and the probability of something bad happens will happen. Murphy Law. So what you could do is everything you could and can in your power and your ability to sustain. Trust me. And the day they always say religiously you'll be judged. But I tell you what, history's only last if it remembers you. Soon will be forgotten. Soon won't matter. John Doe can get in trouble, but when John Doe becomes James Jr.'s, that's a different person. The only thing that's unforgivable is that criminal records and what they're keeping track on you. But if you leave this country and go somewhere else, sometimes that simple change where you feel more purposeful and you live a different life, you have a different day, you wake up differently, it means the whole world different to you. Why put up and why tolerate this shitty countries where your children will always be second class citizens, where everybody out there doing all their activism, been there, done it. Fighting for this little progress that they so-called, oh, it is progressive, is much better than 10 years, 20, 50 years ago. We are still in the same place. The issue is not resolved, people. It's not resolved. If it's not resolved, then it is not good enough. So while some people are afraid to leave here because they're domesticated, they want to stay in this hot mess, let it be. It is very American of me to become a pilgrim to leave this country and occasionally coming back if I have family that still remains here. It's called visiting. There's nothing wrong with being American living abroad because sometimes you can't help the situation. You need to get out of the way. 
So while the young people here and all this so-called new movements and politics are coming up saying, oh, I'm socialist, uh, they have a political identity conflict, whatever it is, whatever you're doing, good for you, but that's not justice for me. If you fight all of this time to have the little bit of steps called civil rights and more rights and more this and make more rules, you are calling that justice? To me, I'm calling it a whole bunch of other things. As humans, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to have desires. We're going to have greeds. The problem is, don't put all of us together and so close to each other. Give us a little space so we have to come meet each other in the middle. Get to know our neighbors, get to know each other a little bit better. So that is a problem that we can't fix, we can't solve right now. So... In my right mind, I like to be somewhere less dense, less traffic, less people. So the community there will have to depend on each other more for survival reasons. Perhaps then people will learn more from one another, be more kind to one another. Perhaps then it'll be a better place. Your children can be most educated, have the best educations in the world. Or is it the quality of life that as long as they have food on the table, they can live a happier life? That's the quality of life you want for them. As for us, we didn't work this hard to die in a nursing home. And I tell you that because I've seen it. It's like prisons. You can't get out. You know what's the difference between prisons and the army? Not much. Except for you get a retirement paycheck and you have a little bit of mental health support. But when you're old and you end up in one of these nursing homes, you become property of the state. Yeah, you become property of the state. So, it's really cruel. It's not a good place for older people. So, as I'm getting older, that's why I'm leaving too. So, it's not a very good country. If you ask any old people, they don't give you much regard here. (laughs) It's a fast-moving society. It's a land for the survival, the fittest. It's young. So, if you're an older person, it may not be your country. Move aside. And definitely... The rest of the politics scenes and the way the cultures and the icons, we don't have to participate in any of that. For real, we don't. Until next episode, we shall talk. Please send me more comments and feedback. Please be kind. This is just a matter of personal opinions. If any of you want to join me, we can try to make it work. If you're here in Seattle, Washington, or Portland, where I frequent. Thank you. God is a creator. He allowed us men to have this amazing, beautiful, creative mind. Yet we waste it trying to satisfy other people instead of creating for ourselves. Look at the situations we put ourselves in, folks. Many times, from getting up every day, go to work for eight hours, spend another four hours, two hours before and two hours after the end of your day to get ready and to be there and to get ready for transitioning afterward. All of that did not enrich your self. All we did was we contribute. And why do we have to work so hard just to put food on the table? Huh? Simply, I think if we work part-time, we'd be able to cover shelter and just enough food to eat. 
but we decided to work an extra four hours on a given day and sometimes more than four hours so we can have just a little bit more and that's just a little bit more sometimes satisfying for people but at what cost as at the cost where you don't have time for meeting real people anymore and online dating become more attractive or perhaps you just come up with this new filter and this bad negative attitude called I just don't have time to deal with people or also as known as man ain't shit well if man ain't shit then woman ain't that great either because you know it takes two to tangle that's why I learned it so what does the Indian quote has to do with anything when they say God made man to have this genius creative mind and yet we wasted trying to satisfy other people contemplate and think on that folks what does that real mean to you I don't chase her I do replace her my friend Richard former NBA player for the Houston Rocket one season didn't work out man got more swag and more mouthpiece than anybody you would ever know and ever meet Richard talk the pennies out of any woman he ever met. He got a charms, he got a swag that really hard to mount up to. But we were good friends, you know. I'll never have to worry about Richard because as he described it, unlike other people who focus and hunt one animal at a time, I'm going out there spraying bullets, catch them all I can and leave none for others. Because I don't chase them you know, I replaced them. That was my concept for the longest time, like my friend Richard. I don't chase them, but I do replace them. That concept also get old. Because then the filter become, what do I really want? If I can always replace them, that's me to replace them. If I like a girl like Gabrielle Union, I can date someone who looks somewhat like her for a moment. And then what next? You see... You're going to always not have enough. You'll never be completely satisfied. So the sooner you get used to that, I think you get to know yourself a little bit better. And then you can find different things and different ways to enjoy yourself, being with other people, the company that you have around you. For real. Maybe it's mental health issues. Think about it. Why would someone devoted a bunch of their resources, pay for a bunch of dates, just to do what? Just to wait for her to catch a feeling? That's a waste of time. Time on earth isn't given out for free. You cannot regenerate it once it's gone. It's gone and it's gone. Tomorrow doesn't promise you, but I kid you not, yesterday was great to you. Because if you didn't do everything right yesterday, or at least something right yesterday, you won't get to make it to tomorrow. So if tomorrow was a promise, yesterday your ex must be great to you. So I always have to tell people, the ladies, you know, that, uh, you know, I'm someone that you have met, but you have maybe haven't seen lately. I'm just an ex-boyfriend. Woman like, no way. I never date you. I say, yeah, because tomorrow ain't promise. Yesterday was good to you. So you might want to reconsider. That's just a joke. That's like my, my, my corny pickup line, right? But there's so many ways to have a conversation with people. And the last thing you want is to disappoint yourself. You know, I was this kid who's really shy, sat behind a bus and wanted to ask this very beautiful redhead white girl. She was on a bus 307. 
heading up to shoreline. We were teenagers, just got out of of the um, high school summer camp or middle school summer camp. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. Don't 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 hold me against it. Long story short, I finally struck up the nerve to ask her out, and as soon as I asked her out, I was so nervous I ran off the bus. Didn't even stick around to hear she say yes or no, and that was the last time I've ever seen her. <laughs> That's what happened. If you want to cater and you want to wait too long, okay? Even when you work up the attitude, you're still going to be disappointed. I've seen so many men wasting their talents, their time to put up with this thing called a silly woman. That's why there's a song called um, Save the Best for Last. And Vanessa Williams sang in there, which silly girl sets you free? Well, I can tell you that. If you've been through breakup, the one that you've broken up with, those are the silly girl. Because if y'all would have been great, been mature, and nobody's at fault, it would have been a marriage and a beautiful relationship, postal relationship. So, think about it. So, is it worth it to have as many girlfriends you want, as many wives as you could have? Is it worth it? What is it for? You ever ask yourself that? What is the purpose and the meaning? And why the heck am I chasing after a look? You can chase it, but you might not have it. If you don't want it, you can never have it. You know, I like that phrase, that everything is on borrowed time. And uh, the vagina isn't yours, it's your turn. Not to be disrespectful, but to us men, trust me, if she ain't a virgin, somebody else there before you. And kid you not, there might be somebody after you. So, why do you have to work yourself up to the point where you're saying, I'm going to be her only one. You just showed up in her world and you're expecting the gal to drop her panties and her whole entire life, her schedules, her cleaning schedules, her hair appointment, her doctor appointment, to cater your need. You got to be crazy. If anybody drop into your life like a woman demanding the same thing, oh boy, you would think she's a stalker or lunatic. <laughs> so, you got to kind of investigate and understand where people are in life. Make an inquiry. You know, don't catch a feeling. Just make an inquiry. And then you do some assessment. So you have to be mature with how you put barriers up to protect your feeling and understand you just can't share everything up at once. Too much of you will be like an overpouring cup of coffee. It's hot, it will burn somebody's hands and you might get slapped in the face. So, don't chase her, don't replace her, don't give a shit about her, we'll give you a lot more time to your life. I met a gal once, she's a mental health therapist, gorgeous Ethiopian girl, never gave her, gave me a time of day in life except for when I take her out to eat. I realized what she really enjoyed, it's not much of my company, she only asked me a few brief questions, never so much in detail, but what she's most interested in is just me buying her food be giving her a ride. See, women have a nice way to use us men to fill a lot of void in their lives. Sometimes they're like us, they just want some company. But you better know what you're worth. If you know your worth, ain't no woman gonna be able to challenge that. I have women who say, hey, I need you to buy me this. I say, well, you know what? This is what I'm doing. I'm gonna continue sending her pictures of the awesome thing I can achieve in life. And you know what? I had a few very gorgeous women 
where Gold Digger finally cave in and, you know, want to get to know the brother because that's all they're saying. You know, they're like, I, right, you know, maybe you're too bad. Maybe I can learn a thing or two from him. Matter of fact, I swept the girl so hard off her feet, she leaned over and kissed me on my cheek. I was like, pimping got it in. Somebody has to do it. It's hard, but somebody has to do it. But I'm just saying, you know, I'll be attractive to her, but I know she's dangerous. You gotta be able to be mature enough to tell which women aren't good, are not gonna make the list. If she ain't good for you, she's just not good for you. Not because she's not good enough for you. She's just not good for your health and your financial situation. Now, if it's a real woman, women love to be supportive and like a teacher. They can teach you something. You can learn something from them. Their job is to be nurturing, not head of household. Some cases they do because, you know, there's an absence of a man. But I strongly, highly would suggest you to find somebody who care about your nature, point out the little quirky things about you that are valid, not the one who divides you against your friend, but the one who respects you as a man and she doesn't question your decisions, but she's are in supportive of who you are because she knows we all make mistakes, we're not perfect. But condemning you up front ain't gonna be the way to get you to be better. And if she puts money on the table too, brother, and she split a few costs or two, I ask women all the time, let's go Dutch, let's go coffee, let's go meet library, let's go do things that are free. Because I don't want you to be up in my pockets because my future wives and kids have needs. And I need to tend to them. That's why I always tell women. That's why I can't waste on you or Gina or my ex. Because... Here's the thing, if I did all of that, what left would it show and what kind of respect would my future wife have for me? Women and men, there's only one thing that exists between us, absolute respect. Anytime the absolute respect become a maybe if respect, you ain't gonna have her. She's obsessed with this mysteries that she can't figure you out. She don't have you in a palm. If you're too soon to become relaxed and easy, figure it out and friendly. Unless you made some babies together, forget about it, brother. There's going to be somebody else who can bring some excitement in her game, in her mind, because she didn't have good upbringings. Trust me, I'm not bad mouth people, but I'm speaking based on statistical data that most people in this country aren't married anymore, and a lot of kids growing up in single parents' home or divorced parents' home. So if your ex came from that sets of family, you just need to understand for her, trust is not given, it is earned. If everybody earned trust, who else left to give trust? She wants everybody around her to earn her trust, but she ain't given no trust until she felt that she earned enough of yours. To me, that is ludicrous. That is pessimistic. That's like people who have a glass of water full to the brim, and you ask them to pour out half of it and drink the rest of it. To me, that is just absolutely wasteful and crazy. Now try to do that for the whole entire week. Or try to do that until your relationship is over. That's what it feels like dating with somebody who trust has to be earned. So I always ask people, so to you, is trust given or is it earned? And right off the bat, I ask her, do you find me attractive? If any moment of hesitation and she did not compliment you immediately and it doesn't sound so natural, trust your gut. Get rid of her because she has an alternative motive. Trust me, not all the time people into you for your looks. But you have to be somewhat attractive to them. I can tell people like I ain't into your look, but you got a booty though, you know. Or it's, or like you know, I just like something about you. 
So you have to hear all of that. You got to hear that genuine. If people really like you, they'll take some time to study, get to know you, so they can provide a good report to themselves. Whatever they tell themselves, that's what you want to hear. You want to get the insider copies, the report, the diary that are written about you secretly up front. Now I'll show you how to do that. Have you heard, ever heard of the process of tapping into people's subconscious, having them spill their guts out? Yeah, you don't have to use alcohol. Um, alcohol just make women more horny. That's the statistical facts. But what you ought to do is you want to start with baseline conversation, relevant conversation, to get folks feel comfortable and then switch up on them real quickly. We call it switch back in trails, right? When you walk, 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 you know, it's an incline. You're like, whatever, fuck it. I can deal with it. Suddenly the trail just whoopsly turn and here go this crazy ass hill. You'd be like, where did that came from? Switch back. That's what you want to do. Think about your conversations with people like that. Switch back and use it during the middle of conversation to investigate where are you in this relationship with this person? How much stake do you have? Because if you ain't a stake in her life, you just, you know, bygone and be gone. Better not waste your time and keep on moving. You know, I like a woman who makes me feel important, validate me, and I validate her. Together we'd be strong, you know. Can do great things together, but if she ain't experienced with a man with culture, with knowledge, and she are afraid of people who are more intelligent than her or who has more life experiences, then she's just a coward. Keep on moving. There's gonna be a lot of brave, soul, beautiful, wonderful women out there. Looks for men, not so much. It's our career, it's our ability to be successful, our work ethics, the amount of money we have in our bank account is what makes us most relevant to this gorgeous woman. Yeah, because you know what? She got too many options. And all the other options have a baseline. So get with it, brother. Until next time, let me know what's not what's new in your life and what do you want me to report. Later.